Dale Not Dale Podcast. What up, Bonnie? Yo. Yo, man. Yeah. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> Dude, Magnus likes that. Dude, he does every time. He texts you, he's like... <clears throat> he gets all... It's weird. He gets all amped. <laughs> it's all amped up about it. <laughs> uh, Dude, anything new about me? Dude, you have... You have a mustache. I'm a mustache guy. You are a mustache guy. I think I think I like I think it looks good. I, honestly, it doesn't look bad. No, no. It doesn't? No, it really does it it actually fits your face. It does, yeah. That's why I've, I've I've done them before, like like just kind of like whatever. And I didn't really like it. And then this last time I did it and I was like, man. I don't know. Something about this time, I liked it. I think you need to shave the rest of your face, though. Oh, I just I buzz it all. I mean, this is this is a couple of days. I need to go buzz it again. Uh, I would. I mean, I'm saying razor it. Razor shave, dude. Do it. Don't, <laughs> right. Yeah, you got to razor it. Don't just yeah. I'll do Use it a razor. I'll do it tonight. Okay. I mean, make sure that that stash is it's just pr- pronounced. Okay. <laughs> when you walk into a room, you can see it in the video. Everybody's gonna be like. That's a stash. Oh, hey, Dale. I'm stash guy now. Yeah, stashed up. Crystal's uh, Crystal's digging it, man. She's growing a stash too. I mean, oh, I had to finally compete with hers. Oh God, Lee, <laughs> it's tough on these streets. Uh, yay, line, bro. Yay, line, bro. Uh, uh, ironically, since you went on the stash rampage, mm-hmm. um, I'm actually going to get my face lasered. How? Like why? Like <laughs> hair removal, yeah. I'm not, I'm not a facial guy, facial hair guy. No, and I've never know, seen facial hair. You said you you said your lip turns black, right, dude? It, I, yeah, it it's like so dark brown. It's like black, and and then like I always bragged about like I barely even grow facial hair. I mean, literally in the last year, like I used to I used to shave legitimately once every four days, okay. maybe five. Okay. Now, dude, it's every other day. Really? We I can't have this. Can you grow can we wait a weekend and like grow your mustache out for me just to see what it looks like? I want to see how dark it, the hair gets. It's uh, but I've got to be in front of customers and stuff. No, I said for the weekend. Well, I don't, it won't be that bad. Oh. I mean, I would think like if if I had it going like a good 7 days, you might I mean, you would see that it's black. Yeah, okay. Well, I, mean, I get it. You don't have it for work, so I mean, I, Yeah. I just like to see what it looks like. I, I've never seen oh, facial dude, hair. It would look horrible. In the few years that no, we've I'm been just, friends, I've never I seen just, it. I just not. I'm not a facial hair guy. I can never pull it off. Yeah. See, I I never like shaving my face, but like just the other night, my beard was like bothering me. Like I feel like I was just dirty. So I was like, I got off with it. And I was like, all right, I do. I dig the stash, man. There's more. There's more guys out there with stashes now. I've been dude. I've been seeing. It. I was like. Maybe I'm a stash guy. Come back to the caterpillar. I might be the guy that's gonna have stash for the rest of my life. Dude, you just stash it up. I've had a lot of new things this week. <laughs> you did. So we're gonna have a YouTube come out soon. You know, I've been teasing for a year. Yeah. About getting the podcast tattoo, which one right behind us. And I finally did it. Yeah, you did. I finally did it, dude. And Vaughn was there, Magnus was there. Uh and Magnus filmed. Me and Vaughn were there. Vaughn got to spend some time in a tattoo parlor where you would probably never expect to see Vaughn. No. And uh, it was a good time. It was. Yeah, it was interesting. Even Casey, Casey the uh, Casey Baldwin, he goes by Casey Tattooer on uh, Instagram. 
But uh, you know, he texted me after you had a good time. He's he's excited to see it because oh, he was a cool, dude. It's gonna be good. Yeah, no, nah, it was a good time. And he did a bang up job. It's so fast. <laughs> it's only an hour and forty five minutes. That I tell you what, that's one of the quickest tattoos I've gotten. And there's a lot like there's a lot of details in that. Very good job. You made that shirt look good that I was wearing. I'm hoping uh, I'm hoping that we will have this YouTube out uh, within the next week or so. Well, we're going to have it out before this episode airs, right? No. No. This one's uh, like, this episode is a, is a fun one, and this is a big one because we're trying to promote some friends of ours. Yeah. So, Sean Dolan, uh, Dale Nadell Podcast alum, mm-hmm. comedian, great storyteller. We've been to one of his shows live, which is awesome. He's got a friend, Matt Knudsen, who is a actor, writer, comedian, He's coming to do a show in Houston at the Riot Comedy Club. Yeah. And Sean's going to open for him. But uh, Mr. Matt Knutson's been in a lot of stuff. Yeah. And so we're excited to have him on to help promote their show. And uh, just, to, you know, like we haven't had an actor on the show yet. So yeah. it's a profession we've always, we both enjoy. Yeah. And uh, it's our first taste of getting one of them on, which is uh, it's exciting. I'd be, I'd, I'm kind of wanting to see a show a little bit, you know? Yeah. Maybe a lot of bit. I think we gotta we gotta go. I would love for him to like come on stage and be like, "We're back!" <laughs> oh, dude, son of a bitch! <laughs> I was not expecting that. Dude, I'm telling you, I'm a sneak. I'm a sneak attack. Dude, you're a sneak sneaky we're backer. I'm a sneaky we're backer. I'm making a shirt. I'm a I'm a I'm a sneak swindler. You are a sneak swindler. There you go. Uh, you know who's not a swindler? Good ranchers. Good ranchers. They're they don't swindle swindler. anything. These guys just give great American products, meat, beef, pork, chicken, salmon, shrimp, and then what? Like and it's a story then, story. Yeah. Uh, no, these guys are awesome, man. Like I said, make sure you go check out GoodRancher.com. Use our code DNDPod. Take advantage of the discount. They still have the free two pounds of ground beef. Uh, ground beef per box. Per box. So make sure to take advantage of that. And so goodranch.com, DD pod, use our code. These guys are awesome. Uh, I need to get with them soon. We haven't talked to them. I've talked to them a little bit. Uh, actually, we get our first seafood box coming in. Yeah, I so, got the email on that one. Uh, hit Allie up, said, uh, send the fish. And she did. Yeah. You ask, they deliver. To your doorstep. Yeah. So make sure. Go check them out, man. They're awesome people. Uh, Cody Hibbert texted me today. He asked me where Good Ranchers is located out of. So I was like, oh. <laughs> who, who cares, Cody? Yeah. They delivered to your door. I said, I said, dude, don't bother me with that nonsense. Yeah. Golly. Why don't you write a song about it, bro? Get online. Golly. Freaking dude. Hey, he thinks since he's a country singer that we're going to cater to him. Yeah. Oh, we will. <laughs> <laughs> with some meat. We like having friends that are. Uh, you know, popular. Yeah. I can sing music. We gotta see his live show too. But but yeah, go to ranch.com, use our code DND pod, make sure to take advantage of that. Uh I'm excited today. Matt Knutson. Knutson. Uh we did some research on our own. The guys had a crazy like he's one of those guys, like he said he's been in a ton of stuff. And uh I'm sure once we talk to him more, we'll find out more what he's been in. Yeah, and we'll probably be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna read from that. I remember from that. What you know? That's just. He, I think this is gonna be one of those where he's, you know, he's he's never played like a the a main main role in like yeah. the stuff he's been in. Well, I mean, there's some things, but um, 
he's going to like say, yeah, I was in that scene. It's going to make me want to go back and watch. Yeah. Well, then we're going to catapult his career. Yeah. He'll be the next leading man in a rom-com. I bet. For sure. I mean, he should start selling out arenas with his comedy show. Yeah. We've done a lot. This guy named Cajun Ninja blew him up. Blew him up. You know, the good thing about Cajun Ninja is he's at least appreciative about it. Yeah, he knows. He knows he owes it all to us. He's like, thank you. Yeah, I owe it all to you guys. Like, we had to take a little bit of a step back for him to get where he needed to go. And we're going to, I'm not going to tell him I said this. We're going to see if he listens to our show. Because if he doesn't, I'm going to say, don't don't forget where you came from. Yeah. And he's not going to listen. And this is where he came from. Yeah. (laughs) This guy. This guy. Uh, But yeah. So it's been an exciting week, man. We had a lot going on, man. Yeah. We played golf tournament today. We did. We had a big podcast tonight, which uh, with the guests we're excited to have on. I got a tattoo this week. I grew a mustache. Yeah. You met my mom. I did. I met your mom. That was that was fun. My mom came in town this weekend, and I was like, Mom, you, Vaughn, you need to come meet her, uh, your other mother. And so uh, you got to meet her, and she's she's a trip, man. She is. She's funny. She she cracked. She t- she's a good storyteller. <laughs> yeah, she really is. She is. She was cracking me up on stuff that nobody should be laughing about. Yeah, she's, she's telling me. I was like, I I had to apologize for saying, look, I, I, I know this is serious that you're talking about, yeah. but I I laugh at these kind of things. And yeah. she's like, oh no, it's funny. <laughs> no stuff. Yeah, dude. She like I said, that's how I grew up, man. With her and my dad, both are really funny. Uh, they both are cooks, so like a lot of that. I mean, I've got all that influence from them. My mom's a trip; she likes to play jokes, and uh, we actually recorded her reaction to me showing the, pod, the podcast tattoo. That's really a reason why Bond came over. Yeah, we wanted her him to be there whenever we show my mom the tattoo, and she had a good response to it. She did. <laughs> I, you know, I thought she was gonna get a little bit more frustrated, not frustrated, but like more disappointed. disappointed. Yeah, but I think at this point. She's all out of disappointment. Dude, I've disappointed her too much. Dude, I'm yeah. telling you. I'm telling you. And I'm the golden child. Yeah. Uh, you know, and she did take up for you. I don't know if you heard it. She was talking about um, something something about a school. And I was like, oh, yeah, Dale told me that he skipped school all the time. And she goes, well, he made good grades. I did not. <laughs> she, did not no, I did. she did not see a report card from like seventh grade on. I'd be like, I don't know what happened. They don't send him out this time. But, <laughs> but in seventh grade, you made good grades. Oh, I'm sure. Yes. I probably did. And then after that, you just stopped showing her because you wanted to keep her on a high note, dude. She just knew I had good grades. That's what's called that dude. That is what's called motherly love right there. You yeah. you were just reciprocating the fact that she was she's on a high. Yeah. We don't drag her down. I don't want to bring her down with these. No. Uh-uh. No. She has little she has no idea that I almost did not graduate. But you know what? You True graduated. Story, but I did, and she thinks I got good grades. Valedictorian. <laughs> Valedictorian. <laughs> Oh, she's like, <laughs> <laughs> you're a valedictorian of a class that wasn't supposed to graduate. Yes. Like a B team. I was, uh, they just said, get the hell out of here. <laughs> no Dale left behind. I failed algebra two a couple of times. Dude, algebra two sucks. I was not good at algebra. I had a terrible teacher one and it was just, dude, I just did not care about school. Like I just was there for the social side of it and to get out. Yeah. And I did. And like I said, you look back and, at, you know, at the end of the day, none of that stuff matters, you know, especially once you get older in life and you get things going. But, I, dude, I had a good time. Yeah. I was always having a good time. We had we had fun. Uh, we had a great 
group of friends that I'm still friends with a lot of them to the, to this day. And so, uh, but yeah, at least my mom thinks I had good grades, dude. That's yeah. I did I did my job. Yeah, you did. <laughs> you know that they need to get rid of algebra two and put in financial literacy. Emotional damage. Well, we're back to school. <laughs> It didn't turn out to be the load off your mind like you thought it would be, did it? Yep, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Soccer practice, science fairs, helping with homework, doing the homework. Can it just be summer break again already? Ugh. Well, the good news is you can take one big thing off your plate by putting great meat on your plate with Good Ranchers. Ooh, that sounds dirty. Uh, you care about what your family eats, so does Good Ranchers. These guys are great. That's what they spent years building relationships with local farms to source the best 100% American beef, chicken, pork, and now wild-caught seafood, too. Nuh-uh. Oh, yeah. No lie, brother. Yes, the best of the land and sea can now get conveniently delivered to your door. I believe they like they do it themselves. I think so. Yeah. I want, ben, I want Ben to bring my steaks to my house. Also, right now, when you subscribe to any box with Good Ranchers, you'll get two years. Get out. <laughs> no, seriously. Listen. No, really get out. You get two years of free ground beef. That's 144 free meals on Good Ranchers. Who does, the, who does the math on this? I don't know. Somebody who's not good at it. Dude, I eat. I don't know. Okay. It's time to get the real back to school basic. So subscribe and use my code DND Pop twenty dollars off your box at GoodRanchers.com and get free ground beef for two years. That's eight thousand pounds of meat, <laughs> two pounds of high quality ground beef in every box for over two years, completely free. It's I don't see how they do it. Remember, go to GoodRanchers.com, use my code DND Pod, claim twenty five dollars off your box plus free ground beef for two years on your order for one hundred percent American meat and seafood. Good Ranchers American meat delivered. <laughs> Emotional damage. That is uh, that pertains to people much. Better. That would help me out. I mean, I mean, it would help everybody. Out. I know. I mean, no. we got a bunch of people that can that can do algebra that can't save a dime. No, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> as much free stuff as you get. Uh, yeah, I love what you stuff. need to do, you get free stuff. What you should do is get free stuff, and then have a garage sale with all the free stuff. No, I give my free stuff away. Well, that sounds like that's not a good idea. Dude, I'm like Robin Hood. Unless it's me. And give, you can give it to me. I give you a lot of stuff. You should Yeah, but I end up having to I end up having to somehow pay for all that shit. You need to you need to bulk up. If you get the extra large, you get all kind of free stuff. No. No, because then if it's extra large, then you're gonna end up wearing it or whatnot. You only give me this the stuff that's too small on you. No. Not necessarily. But I have I get I get a bunch of extra I get polos or something like that I, I'd give I, I'd give you one. Why don't you just lose weight? Nah, bro. I got a mustache. I gotta stay thick. That's true. That boy thick. This thick boy summer. <laughs> that boy, dude. <laughs> that boy uh, tick tick tick. He tick. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I'm excited. We're gonna have Matt Knutson on. Then he follow up with Sean after this, let him know that we had him on finally, and we're going to be promoting their show. So this show is really, one, well, we, we got a cool guest we're excited about, but uh, this is going to come out a few days before their show. And mm -hmm. so, uh, you know, but by the time you heard this, you'll see on social media that we've been promoting this show. We plan to be there. So if you want to come see us there as well, uh, you know, we'll be, we'll do our own stand up in the 
parking lot. No, oh, absolutely. No, for sure. For cha- I mean, you got to pay us. Yeah. I don't work for free, do you? Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, man, if you're ready, let's uh, let's jump. Let's let's get him on. He's in the he's in the lobby waiting. We'll get uh, Mr. Matt Knutson on and uh, cut up, man. Good deal. Let's do it. Uncle Dale and Vaughn with stories to unfold. So sit back, relax, and behold, we discussing life in all its ups and downs. Tune in from your side of town. Talking pop cultures, movies, and TV shows. Giving the thoughts and much more. This shit is style, clothes, and gadgets galore. Keeping you entertained, you'll be begging for more. Cause we gon' laugh and hey, maybe even crying. But one thing's for sure, you'll be smiling. Cause Uncle Dale and Vaughn are at your side. So come along, join, and let's ride. They bring the heat, and the guests are supreme. They ain't just a duo. What is up, sir? Can you hear us? Oh, me? Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I can hear you loud and clear. I thought I was anticipating uh, you were talking to, to him. I was like, uh, he's not answering. No. Why isn't he answering? He said, what is up, sir? I, thought, oh, I don't. I never, he doesn't call me sir. No, sure. Never. Uh, so for, for all you out there, we got Matt, Mr. Matt Knudsen, uh, actor, comedian, writer. And uh, just all all around extraordinaire. That's what I, I call you. Thank you so much. You didn't have to. <laughs> I use feel like the I've E-word. seen you before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You look familiar. You, you look familiar. Thank you, guys. A pleasure does not begin to cover it. Really happy to be here. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean we're we're uh, we're excited. We got connected to you through a past guest, uh, Sean Dolan. Great uh, we'll guy. We'll talk more about that. Friend we'll of the show. We'll talk more about that later. Mm-hmm. Uh, really. You know how you guys are connected. We'll we'll get into that, and we'll promote the uh, upcoming show you have in Houston. Uh, and I'm hoping we can get there. We've talked to Sean about it. If we can, I'd love to come meet you in person, which would be awesome. I would love that. Yeah. Uh, so we're we'll we'll be trying to do that. But uh, yeah, man, thanks for coming on. Uh, we're really excited to have you on. Like I told you before, before we start recording, we haven't had anyone, an actor, anybody in that field yet mm-hmm. on our show. And we're kind of all over the place, but we like to have people in, in cool professions, and your profession is pretty dang cool. So, <laughs> Thanks, Dale. I appreciate it. You know, I, I, I also had seen in the past you guys have a lot of athletes, and I get a lot of joy and entertainment from athletes, too. So I think we're all kind of in this uh, yeah. artistic and creative community together. You're an athlete. Yeah. That's true. I am an athlete, too. I'm, I'm a jock. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. You play pickleball? No, not yet. Uh, listen, I'm a poser. I'll give yeah, you that. I, but uh, you dri- you've uh, driven by a gym. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> My neighbor's name is Jim. Does that guy? <laughs> there yeah. You go. Uh, when I was in high school, I was a, a wrestler. I also did uh, track and field, and uh, I played lacrosse. And I've actually, uh, until last year, I had run the Los Angeles Marathon for 10 consecutive years. Oh, God. This is terrible. Yeah. Once they put chrome in my bones, I retired. Chrome? (laughs) They put chrome in your bones? Dude, I I had this, uh, uh, I had hip dysplasia, which like when the doctor told me about it, he's like, he's like, yeah, you got hip dysplasia. I was like, you mean that big dog thing? Yeah. Yeah. They're like, no, it happens to humans too. So, I didn't know that that was a thing. Dude, it, it was a genetic thing. I guess at some point, all the gristle that was in there got ground down, and my bones were rubbing together. 
Uh, so, sounds like you need to put, you need to put glucosamine in your dog food every day. <laughs> I, should. <laughs> I should. I blew it. But I realized right when I saw the X-ray, I was just like, "Well, I'm not gonna yoga out of this one." It was right. just bones, just grinding. So uh, um, grateful yeah, we had terrible. the technology and the skilled doctor to sort it out. It was uh, in December, and I'm feeling better every day. So did you get a you got a hip replacement? No, uh, there's two things they do to a hip: a replacement and a resurfacing. The replacement is when they like take a steel rod and like jam it all the way inside your bone. Well, a yeah. resurfacing is when they kind of cap the ball and uh, and it moves around in like a metal socket. It's a cobalt chrome appliance. So they were able to do the second one, which is less intrusive and a quicker recovery. So it's really grateful oh, for that. Nice. I love cobalt in my veins. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> they call me Cobalt Vaughn. Sure. They do. <laughs> we just started today. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that sounds like one of those pitches like, well, you know, everyone calls me Cobalt. Isn't that right? Yeah. <laughs> everyone calls me. Yeah. You're just trying to get your nickname started right now, aren't you? No. It's like, throw the Cobalt. Yeah. It's, like that, it's like that Seinfeld episode. George trying to get start his own nickname. They're calling him Coco. Yeah. Oh, so good. <laughs> I've still never seen Seinfeld. He's never watched Seinfeld, dude. Like, what a, a what a letdown. Well, I will say this: it's the number one live action sitcom of all time. Yeah, just it's just that. It's yeah. just that. <laughs> and I, not that I compare it or whatever. Simpsons for me, number one show ever. Seinfeld, one A. Oh, nice. 1A. Yeah. Okay. The, the the writing still holds up because. It has this timeless element, except for like the technology and their clothes and their hair and all that stuff. The things you laugh about, you still laugh about. Yeah. I used to watch Simpsons. My mom used to get mad at me because she was very into church and I couldn't watch Simpsons, <laughs> but I still watched it. Still did. <laughs> no son of mine is going to be eating shorts. <laughs> yeah. And then the next thing you know, he's watching Beavis and Butthead with my dad. With his dad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, I uh, used to see Beavis and Butthead uh, the, at the Spike and Mike animation festivals before it became a show, before it was like the whole thing. And Mike really? Judge was just submitting his thing. They had some some real champions and it just exploded because he's incredibly talented and hardworking. Nice. Yeah. Hey, one thing I want to talk to you first, just because it's like the biggest deal going on right now is, is the SAG after stuff. I've, I've seen you post about it. Apparently, they had some movement today in the Writers Guild. True, is that what I've seen your post? So, so what? Give, give us a give us an update from your side of that to know. Like, we don't know a ton about it. I, I read some, sure. but give us a, a, a rundown of that. Well, basically, the um, the Writers Guild and the SAG After, which is the Screen Actors Guild and the uh, Fed uh, American Federation of Television and Radio Actors. Basically, for years, there was, a, there was a structure in place wherein if you were part of creating something, they would uh, give you a, a usage fee, you know, but they called that usage fee a residual. So if you're in a show, every time that show airs or they use it in one of their properties, you get paid a, a usage fee and you're, you're kind of part of the creative team that helped build this this IP, this intellectual property. So like, for example, I did an episode of Malcolm in the Middle um, 20 years ago. And every time it airs or every time it's in Netflix and all this other stuff, they still pay me. It's like a, a passive income, you know, for, yeah. for lack of a better term. 
But in the new structure, what they were trying to do is instead of having, um, you know, a usage fee, the streamers, the Netflix, the, you know, Amazon and all these people, they would just pay you a one time fee, air it indefinitely and just uh, like, yeah, yeah. Wait, remember we gave you that two thousand dollars four years ago? He's like, well, <laughs> yeah. And the simplest way I've been able to try and explain it to people is like, for example, uh, some guy's got a camera. He's like, hey, I'm going to take a picture of you. I'll give you 20 bucks. Like, oh, 20 bucks, all right. So they give you the 20 bucks, and then you go to Walmart, you know, uh, six months later, and your picture's on T-shirts being sold. And you're like, yo, um, you know, <laughs> yeah. what about the uh, a little, little something for the guy? Like, but I gave you 20 bucks. Oh, yeah. you're getting all greedy now. So it's just there's, there's plenty for everyone at the table. You just got to sit down, divvy up the pie, and and go from there. Well, I uh, actually had a SAG card at one time. Cool. Nobody went on strike, though, during my time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was the first... I feel uh, like that would be scary if that was, like, a full-time a full-time job. I mean, obviously, that would be kind of scary not to be able to work and things like that. Right. Yeah, I didn't even really, uh, I mean, I went to the picket lines and things like that, and I showed up how I could. But I, I booked a, a stand-up comedy tour. I wrote a book. I had these other things that I uh, uh, directed my energy and, and love towards when I knew my phone wasn't going to be ringing. And to be very candid, uh, there was a strike called at a certain date, but even before that was called, um, studios and networks had kind of like shut down production, hoping that when they uh, called on the union to strike, they wouldn't do it because people hadn't worked in months and were broke. Yeah. But they didn't oh, wow. do it. They're just like, they're just like, no, hey, you know what? I mean, you, there's, there's been enough contrition where you're like, okay, we'll get you on the next one, get you on the next one. And this has kind of happened generationally. They're like, well, we don't know what's going to happen with the VHS rental market. So we'll get you on the next one, you know, and <laughs> yeah. on and on and on until the point where we're just like, you know, the, um, do you know what the, the headquarters for Amazon Studios is? What is that? It is the mansion from the movie Gone with the Wind. It's literally oh, wow. a building in Culver City. It's part of American cinematic history, and it's the headquarters for like the streaming. So I put a post. It's just like um, the times aren't changing, and they're changed. Yeah. So just <laughs> figure out yeah. the figure out the numbers, and you know, while at the same time, there's kind of this pride in um, Americans to think like our companies are the richest. It's just like, oh, well, okay, but. How does that trickle down to the middle class people who buy the clothes and the groceries and go to the movies and have all these other, you know, quality of life experiences? But if there's only like the super rich and the flat broke, the middle are the people that keep the American economy what it is. So if the, oh, if absolutely. they go away, it's over. Yeah. Yeah. They're the ones that's really stimulating the economy. I mean, oh, absolutely. Day. I mean, you know, when you look at rich people in the in the U.S., it's it's less than one percent. I mean, it's it's literally less than one percent, and every actionable item that we that we see in America is made towards that one percent. We focus significantly upon the mind the the minute 
classes or whatever you want to call them. Right. And then we forget about the, the ruling class. That's and ultimately, totally. yeah, I mean, we, we do. That, that's, that's been, and that's not being political here, but sure. that's, that's been through every single society in all of the world in history. I mean, it's the exact same thing. Yep. And we always expect a different result every time. We don't get a different result, but we expect it. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, yep. yeah. Dude, totally fun. It's uh, it's uh, kings and peasants. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and what? And speaking of what you were saying, like in political and all that stuff, I don't really think that... I've, I've been to every state in the United States, and here's what I can tell you. Everyone is friendly. Everyone's cool. Everyone's gracious. Everyone looks out for each other. We are the United States of America. I say that all yep. the time because I have a unique perspective with what I do. I'm there. I'm seeing these people. I don't have like a characterized version of like, oh, everyone from Mississippi is like this. It's just like, no, no, I've been there. Everyone's cool. What's happening is uh, the big money people are trying to make red and blue go against each other so we don't think about the class warfare that we should be yeah. thinking yeah. about. What do you mean you yeah. made $5 billion and blasted yourself into space? There's people sleeping on the street. Why don't you <laughs> yeah, take yeah. pride and like, you know what? I came in and I, I built housing for 10,000 people. I would buy yeah. every product you made if that's what you were proud of. Yes, absolutely. No, that's true. Well, you know, one of these days the middle class is going to get together and they're going to say, hey, let's just take over the, the, wealth, the wealthy elite. Mm -hmm. And then we'll all... We'll all figure it out. <laughs> it's not going to be in our time, right? I bet, you know. Yeah, probably not. Right. <laughs> right. So how long, how long have you been in the biz, man? Like uh, putting quotations. You know? Well, you know, I've, I've literally been doing this for half my life. Uh, I moved to Los Angeles in 1998. I didn't know anybody. I had like no ins. But I started doing production assistant work on student films. Just I, I didn't have any kind of connections at all and I didn't even know what I was doing so I was just like well I can show up on time for free with a good attitude uh well, what do you think You're like yes 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 please so um I did behind the scenes for a number of years while I was also doing stand-up and acting and uh in 2006 after almost nine years I was able to just transition to full-time acting stand-up and and writing and things like that. But um, every year has been different. There's ups and downs and peaks and valleys, but every single year has been spent living my calling. This is the only thing I ever wanted to do. So it's been awesome. Well, bravo to you. Man. Thanks, dude. Yeah, so thanks. Are you are you, you're originally from Hawaii, is that correct? That's correct. Uh, when I was a kid, my dad was a pastor. And he uh, had a church in Hawaii, and we happened to be living there at the time. And after I was about three years old, we um, we moved from Hawaii to Iowa uh, oh, because my there. yeah, it's all happening <laughs> totally. <laughs> Mission trip, yeah, yeah big time. Golly. Ironically enough, I, I didn't even. This is just a coincidence. Uh, my wife and I have. I'm holding up the flower of a plumeria. We have like a plumeria plant in our uh, little patio it's like in a, a potted plant but those are the little flowers that they use to make lays in hawaii like when you get off oh, the plane okay. they put one on you they smell so great 
Um, but yeah, we moved from Iowa, from uh, Hawaii to uh, my dad got the job as a director of a Bible camp in Iowa. So he was like, "Well, kids, time to say aloha." Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, he didn't get a next Netflix special. <laughs> Dan Knutson, time to say aloha. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I always Bible laugh. Groups at, in the middle of Iowa. You know, oh, I don't know about that, dude. Totally. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I mean, I've seen Children of the Corn. Oh yeah, <laughs> those children are uh, pretty upset. Yeah, yeah. They, they got a lot of they got a lot of issues and complaints. Uh, yeah. So, pa- Pastor Son. So, I did PK. read something about. So, are you a, a clean comic? I seen Sean say something about your your variety shows, a clean comic variety show that you're doing. Is that what you're known as? To you like know what? Um, that's a great question. I do work clean. I think it's uh, it's more fun for me and more fun for crowds. But I also don't like. Hey, everyone. Bring your Bible to the clean comedy show. It's yeah. it's not what I lead with. It's just yeah. what it is. Okay. In the same yeah. way that if you like uh, Jim Gaffigan and Brian Regan and Nate Bargatze, you know, they don't yep. lean into like, hey, you know. But I always yeah. say my show is for uh, ages 16 plus in that if you can drive yourself there, you're probably going to have a good time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they, they, them guys have been blowing up too. I mean, Nate Bar guys, he's been around for a long time. We we recently had a clean comic on the show, mm-hmm. uh, Nick Morrison, mm-hmm. and uh, man, we had a great time. He came in studio, and we had a great time. Seen some of his bits online, really funny. And so, like I said, that it doesn't being vulgar just sake of being vulgar is not funny anyway. So uh, I, I get I agree. it, you know. And so the, and the thing is, I swear all the time. Yeah. You know, yeah. I do. I swear all the time. Like my daily life, I am profane. Yeah. But um, you know, when I was coming up and doing spots, everything I wrote, I wanted to be able to do on the Tonight Show. Yeah. And I guess that maybe stuck somewhere, and so. Um, so yeah, that's just kind of always the way I've done it. And then you know, to your point, what you were saying with this new show that I'm touring, it is. I mean, I, I don't advertise it as this, but it is a one-man variety show because I do okay. stand-up, I play music, I have short films, I have uh, audience interaction, there's a uh, dance number. Uh, the, the elevator pitch is The Chappelle Show meets Lawrence Welk. There you go. So I just got <laughs> off the road doing it, and I just had such a great time. Uh, I had never really had this experience before, but at, in the same audience... Uh, as I left the stage one night, a 70-something-year-old man like Paul Meadett, a 20, and he's like, my wife and I would like to buy you a cup of coffee. That was phenomenal. I was like, hey, thank you, sir. Thank you. And as uh, they were leaving, there was a group of like, there was like five 20-somethings. Someone was celebrating his 21st birthday at my show. And those two age groups had a good time together. And I yeah. felt very, very proud of that. And it was my favorite show of the whole run. So we, uh, this is a question I had asked Nick Morrison. He was talking about, he's a clean comic too. Do you find that writing clean comedy is harder? No. You don't? No. Okay. Uh-uh. Also, uh, you know, I had always thought, uh, you know, and again, I don't like bill myself as clean, but like when you go like really dirty or blue or you're talking about something that everyone's like, oh, man, yeah. Yeah. I'll be talking about that pretty soon. You know, it only cuts against you. Like, I've never had someone, like, leave the show. It's like, why didn't he say the F word more? 
It could yeah, you yeah. could have just you know, especially <laughs> if there, if it's like an adjective for something or you know, just like you could you could drop it, you know. So yeah. and at the same time, I laugh at dirty stuff all the time. I think Cat Williams is hilarious. Oh, <laughs> he's gosh, so funny. Great. He's so so funny and talks about like the most <gasps> jarring yeah. things. Yeah. But anytime he has something come out, I always watch it. Yeah. Dale and I had the pleasure of, uh, yeah, you know what? I'm going to say it because it's a little overshooting what actually happened. But Dale and I had the pleasure of meeting Dave Chappelle last weekend. Yeah. Awesome. So so the comedian Mo Ammer, mm-hmm. uh, I've, I've met him a few different things. We met. He, uh, he came to Houston to do his Mo Day. And uh, so he got us some tickets, had Will Call, had VIP party access after, but he brought it out a bunch of friends, and then he brought Chappelle on as a surprise, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. And then after that, we go to surprise the party, the VIP party. Yeah, I meet every, We meet everybody, and then Chappelle walks in straight up to me when he walks in the door, wow. and we kind of like embrace. I'm like, hey, you know, he asked where Mo was and pointed to the corner. Awesome. It was like, it was unreal, man. It was kind of <laughs> like, you know, he's, he's so big, you know, he's... He's huge. He's he's uh, you know the, the one of the biggest guys in the game. He's uh, uh, he, oh, yeah. he's up there with you know top ten dudes ever. So yeah. you you were on Key and Peel, which that's a great another another great show. <laughs> Thanks, dude. Yeah, that was a shout out to my friend Payman Benz, who's a longtime uh, director. And uh, I mean the story of that, and it's it's in this book I just wrote. Have I seen you in anything? True stories from a, a guy that seems familiar, but uh, my friend, my friend, <laughs> Payman, yeah, he just he just texted me one day. I was like sitting around. I was like, ah, you know, because the thing is, like, when you're an actor, you're always, um, you know, you you have a lot of free time during the days. So you're either writing or you're working on these other things. And then sometimes you're like, well, I'm gonna go play golf or I'm gonna go exercise, or whatever. Wasn't even thinking about it. He uh, got a text from my friend Payman. He's like, hey, what are you doing on Tuesday? I was like, uh, I don't know, nothing. He's like, okay, um, production's going to be in touch with you. And I had no idea what he was talking about. But that was the Tuesday. He's like, yeah, it's, uh, Key and Peel, you're going to just come do an, a sketch. I was like, wow. <laughs> yeah. God bless you, Payment Benz. You're the man. It was just really, really <laughs> remarkable. And when I went there, they were so like, they were so nice and so cool. Uh, it was me, uh, Rob Cordry. Artemis Pedani and uh, Marilyn Ricecub and and Key and Peel, and when we all walked up, they all got they both got out of their chairs, shaking hands, welcome, hey, thank you, thank you, so glad you could make it. And this was like this was season four, like wow. after they had already like won their Emmys and were this big, yeah. big, big thing, could not have been nicer, could not have been cooler. Um, it was really unbelievable. What uh? What would you say was your most memorable piece, or it, it, most memorable? Yeah, from that memories. show or from just in general, in your entire life. Well, you know, I've been lucky enough. Uh, and, and again, most of the jobs are a surprise. You're like, I did what? Okay, yeah. would have to be shrinking. That's airing right now with uh, with Harrison Ford and Jason Siegel. It was the first job that I got after the pandemic. And I hadn't, I mean, once everything shut down, even when things came back, it was like, well, I'll never work again. You know, a lot of people had that feeling. 
And it was almost two years. I, I didn't, I mean, I wrote a movie. So I like have that like linchpin of like, okay, at least I was productive during the time. But the idea of getting another acting job was just like, well, I'm not holding my breath. But I, I sent an email audition in that I taped on my phone. And they're like, yeah, Knutes, you're the guy. Come on. I was like, ah. So I got there and I got my call sheet and I, I saw my name on the call sheet with Harrison Ford and I started crying. Yeah. I literally started crying and I didn't try and stop myself until I was done. I was alone, so it wasn't weird. But yeah. I was just, uh, uh, to go from like the darkest, like, well, had a good run, you know, to yeah. to that. That's a huge, dude. It was, it was just the biggest, and everyone involved were so classy and so cool and so positive and, um, you know, I don't know. If, little d- Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, uh, and they oh, couldn't no. have been nicer. I was gonna say little. I was gonna say little. Did you know that Harrison Ford actually started crying when he saw your name? Exactly. He's like, oh. <laughs> but for the different reason. He's just like, oh man, I've really hit the skids. He's like, oh, this no. guy looks familiar. No. <laughs> no, I'm looking at Matt Knutson on my call sheet. Oh, what have I done wrong? What have I done hey. wrong? When I watched that, I've already watched that twice. Cool, and, thanks, uh, Dale. I I put multiple like I I've messaged friends. I'm like, dude, you've got to watch the Shrink Show. I know you haven't watched it yet, but dude, you've got to see it. I haven't it yet. is yeah. Like I, I love Jason Siegel. The the girl, what's her name? Ju- not Judy. Uh, God, the what's the his his counterpart? Oh, uh, Jessica John Williams. Blake. Yeah, so she's one of my favorite characters <sighs> of any show ever. Remarkable. Probably. And Harrison, dude, Harrison Ford plays such a good grumpy man. Like, dude, it's that's a great casted show, and it's a uh, man. It's brilliant. I, I love Jason Siegel too. I mean, he's he's incredible. I couldn't agree more. And you know what? Like that public persona that ha- Harrison Ford has, uh, like he's kind of crusty and like, ah, you know, ah. they wrote that for him. You yeah. know, so oh, like yeah. I mean, one of the lines is like, she's drinking water. She's like, you should drink some more water. You know how much, what percentage of your body is water? He's like, I know what percentage doesn't give a crap. <laughs> 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 and that set up his character so perfectly. Yeah, that's a great show. You man. Know? That, that, that's a really, that's a really good one. Uh, Apple TV's done some great job on some shows there. Agreed. Thanks, Dale. And you know what was fun for me is I just went in to do that one episode and then after I had shot that, they had brought me back to do more later, which is a, yeah. another incredible surprise and really um, just an incredible cosign from those people that I already respected so much. Yeah, that's a great cat. So you were like the uh, you you were like got the guy with like the mommy issues, right? That was your yeah. That was your, that's what you're yeah. in the. Office I am store. not a joy boy. <laughs> yeah. And you know what's oh, the 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 true story is okay. So uh, the the medium length version of this is so we went in and we had like a scripted scene, and then after we shot the scripted scene, uh, Bill Lawrence was on set uh, with the director James Ponsolt and Jason and me, and it was just the four of us. And like Bill's like, "Hey, let's uh, let's improvise a therapy session." I was like, "Okay, you know." Yeah. So they just rolled the cameras, and Jason and I just riffed a th- you know like a five ten minute scene with the cameras rolling, and that's what made it into the show. Um, I pulled Joy Boy because that's what my mom and dad called me their whole life, and my mom still does. <laughs> you, she, you didn't, 
You didn't have to tell us that. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> so the fact that it's coming full circle and anyone's yeah. like, hey, it's the Joy Boy. It's it just so it makes me laugh so much. I I can't even tell you. That's hilarious. So man. y'all just ad lit or just kind of improvised for five to ten minutes. No takes. It was just straight through. Oh, That's man. right. There was it's, there was no crack ups. No nothing. It's so funny. Kid, there were some. Yeah. yeah, there were some crack ups, and uh, there was the straight through. And then um, what we went into is when you got like the coverage. Uh, they yep. say like, oh, you did a thing where you did the thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah. It, the the line that Bill gave me as he left the set, he's just like, hey, uh, when when he asked like, what you know, what's on your mind? Say it's my mother again. And I was like, okay. So he, Jason Siegel didn't hear that line. Bill just whispered it to me. So when the cameras were rolling and you know I said that line, it was new information from him. And the take that made the the show was he just hangs his head like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like we're having a session, and you're talking about your mother again. Oh god, because he, he's so burnt out on his job. Like Dude. it's like he's so burnt out because he's got so much personal life going on. Like it's just, it's it's great comedy. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, and he was such a nice like you could you look at him and you just tell he's listening and he and he's re- really really into it. So. Um, it was one of my favorite jobs I've ever done. Uh, I would say the second to that was I used to be on a, a Cartoon Network show. It was their first live action show. And that was uh, like maybe like two years after I was doing acting full time. And after that, it would, made me feel secure to continue doing it for the long term. What was that? that the re- reanimated? I think it was reanimated. I yeah. And then when it became a series, it was called Out of Jimmy's Head. So ironically enough, it got canceled because of the writer's strike in 2007. So it's all (laughs) coming full circle. I don't believe in coincidence. Yeah. (laughs) So you you mentioned your book. Mm -hmm. Uh, What's the name again? It's called uh, Have I Seen You in Anything? True Hollywood Stories from a Guy That Seems Familiar. That's great. So, when, so when's, when's the release for that? Uh, I have it released on uh, October 2nd. It's coming up October 2nd. So that's okay. when the ebook is going to be able to be uh, pre ordered. And knock on wood, I'm going to have copies uh, when I come to the Riot Comedy uh, Club on October 5th. Okay. So fingers crossed. But, you know, it's, it's basically. The elevator pitch for that is I've, uh, you know, I've, I've met the president in the White House. I met Hugh Hefner at the Playboy Mansion, and William Shatner asked me to call him Bill. Yeah. So there there's go. all these stories that are just like the kind of thing that maybe you tell if you're at dinner with someone or at the bar hanging out. But my whole life, and I just truncated them down into my like Casey Kasem-esque top 40 and wrote them all as like individual essays and all put together uh, into one book. But it was the nice. first time I've ever done anything like that. But the twist of the, the tell-all, quote-unquote, is I, I say it's a tell-some. And instead of like being like this backstabby, you know, dirty laundry airing, I only share stories of people at their absolute best. So yeah. when they've been funny, gracious, warm, decent... Human, you know, those are the ones I, I, I want to share because it's just like, hey, do you like Dick Van Dyke? 
check this out. Yeah. yeah. He's he's this guy too. When no yeah. one's around, he's this guy. So which which presidents did you did you go in front of? Or did a bit for? Oh, I think we lost you there for a second. Can you guys hear me okay? It kind of uh, froze yeah, up on you. my end. We got you now. Okay. Which uh which president did you get a chance to grace with your president? Uh, Barack Obama, 2010. I did an event at the White House for um, for their Halloween party. Nice. Did y'all go paddle boarding? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, you know us, us, us guys that are born in Hawaii, we just, yeah, this is what we do. We got aloha, brother. Spirit of aloha. Yeah. There you go. Bring you're, not a, you're not a chef, are you? <laughs> yes, yeah, oh, chef. Yes, yeah, chef. Yeah. What's funny? Because I was, uh, uh, I, I was, I was in Montana, and I like was t- talking to people at the show, and I was just like, I met the president in the, in the, uh, uh, what did I say? I said I met President Obama in the in the White House, and some guy yelled out, "Sorry!" I was just like, "Okay, mad at the world guy. Do not engage." Okay, crusty boomer, what. give him his space. I tell you what, I would love to play golf with Barack Obama. Yeah. I think he'd probably be the most hilarious guy. Yeah, he ever. seems like a cool cat, dude. There's no <laughs> he doubt. He really does. That dude yeah. is cool, dude. And he's he's hilarious, and he's the brightest bulb of any room he walks into. Uh, the stories in the book uh, when we were in, we were, they put us in the blue room, and so we're like looking out at the, uh, you know, as I heard someone someone said like he's coming, and like the hell Marine one landed on the south lawn. He came out like saluted the Marine. You're like, oh man. That's cool. Like 10 minutes later, he came into our room, shook hands with everyone who was volunteering to, you know, to work this event because it was also for uh, uh, wounded warriors and their families and some gold star families were there, too. So it was like it was a party and a celebration, but also a way to, like, honor these people and welcome them into the White House. And uh, so it took that balance of like, hey, fun energy, but, you know, respect. But he came by and there were there were probably 12, 10 to 12 of us. Shook hands with everyone, said thank you, gave us all a moment. I'll never forget it. That's awesome. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's a huge honor. Yeah, yeah I, yeah, you know, it's, it's something that like, what I had told people is like this book that I have. If someone had handed it to me when I got here in 1998, they're like, "Yo, um, this is gonna be your life." I'd be like, <laughs> "I don't believe it," you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for yeah. sure. Uh, what I had always tried to share with people, like in my act and just in general, it's just like all of that stuff happened because I said yes. We're like, yeah, yeah you want to do something? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, let's, you know, let's try something new. Let's not say no and shut down an idea because say no, you know how it's going to end. But like when you say yep. yes, you're like, hey, yeah, why oh, not? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm big on that, man. I like to say yes to a lot of things just because you never know what's going to come about it yeah. and who you're going to meet, and that could catapult you to your next deal, I'm sure, for you. I mean, your world, that's Connections is all about your whole world, I'm sure. True. Yeah, true that. And uh, and also, if I was in studio with you guys, I'd probably be doing smelling salts right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that hit hard, dude. Hey, honestly, I think for your show on October 5th, Yeah. I think you should get a little douse of the smelling salt sure. before you go on stage. 
I mean, it'll be it'll be unforgettable. Hey, I don't care. I don't know how people would do those and lift weights. I lift weights. I don't know how they could do that right after lifting weights. I couldn't see. Yeah. And yeah. my sinuses were inflamed. Oh God, it's terrible. It was great. It was terrible. It was great. <laughs> we'll put a pin in that. Yeah. I mean, that is. Whew. Yeah. Uh, so who's, all, who's okay? So you got a show coming up October fifth at the Riot. At the Riot, yeah. Hopefully everyone it, can make it. I'll also have copies of the book and um, you know CDs, T-shirts, and even if people can't get merch or anything, please come up and hang out and shake my hand and let's take a picture. And I'm I'm there to get to know Houston and everyone there. Houston's a good scene, man. Oh yeah. Um, there's a lot of comedy comes through Houston. I know the riot. I haven't been there yet, but mm-hmm. I heard it's a pretty cool spot. Absolutely. Which and I got to uh, think a, where that one's off of. I'm not sure. Downtown. I'd have to look where that is exactly. Um, it's one of those things I don't dial in the address until like, you know, you, you pick up the car at the airport. Hi, where am I going? Okay. All right. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm the same way. Yeah. yeah. I try and keep it loose. And, you know, I think a, a lot of times the more you plan, especially on, uh, on a shorter trip, the, the harder it is. Yeah. You know, for sure. You book a hotel room and you realize it's 40 minutes away and there was one like across the street. You're like, oh. Oh, yeah. This, yeah. this could have waited. So is this, <laughs> is this your first time in Houston? This will be my first time in Houston, uh, performing oh, wow. in Houston. I've been in, uh, I've been in, in Texas a lot, like uh, Dallas, Fort Worth, uh, Austin, uh, you know, Corpus Christi. But first time in Houston. So I'm really excited. And you're currently in L.A., right? Currently live in the Dream Factory. Yeah, Los Angeles. I live in uh, the west side in a city called Santa Monica. But it's all kind of like, uh, it's kind of this part of the cluster, like the Bronx and, you know, uh, Staten Island. It's all New York. It's all, you know. Well, the Houston food scene, and this is Whoa. this is going this is going to to hurt some people's feelings. Uh-oh. But the Houston food scene, yeah, everybody says it's L.A. Yeah, I'm sorry, it's Houston. Well, I believe that Houston's, Houston's food scene is absolutely unreal. Very eclectic. Great, yeah. I can't wait to try a bunch of stuff. It's there got, you go. It's got everything. Hey, so we do we do a thing on our show. I don't know if you've seen this. So we do a thing on our show every time. It's just me and Bonner, uh, doppelgangers. We always like to ask our guests, <laughs> hey. Who is somebody, I mean, you are a celebrity, but who is somebody you've been told at an point in your career, or whatever, who you look like, your celebrity doppelganger, sure. who, who's been that for you? And then we're going to use our app that we use, Great. and we're going to say some hours. Great. Great. Uh, well, I mean, hands down, it would be Jason Siegel. Yep. That's, yeah. that's what I, I told him earlier. I was like, dude, he looks like Jason Siegel. I, I had another it. name earlier, too. Jason Siegel, I could see God, somebody else. I was like, Man, you, yeah, it's probably yeah. funny y'all sitting across from each other doing that scene. Well, it, you, really you know, it was even even funnier. I'll just add to the doppelganger lore. Um, my brother, like, he sent me a text message. This is like after the um, the trailer for Shrinking had dropped, and there's a bunch of different scenes and stuff. And and in one of the scenes, like Jason Siegel's riding a bike, and someone opens a car door, and he like hits it and flips yeah. over. And uh, and my own brother said, uh, "Did they get you a stunt guy, or did you do that yourself?" <laughs> I was like, no. Oh my god! Like, no, no, that was that was the movie star, uh, Jason yeah. Siegel. <laughs> You do, you do have a, you do get look like. Do you get anybody else at all? Um, not really. I mean, uh, Donal Loge, who is kind of a deep cut, uh, and maybe a little Ron Aldard. Ron 
Yeah, yeah. but if I'm ever I'm, pitching someone and they don't know me and like they're they're industry adjacent, I always say that I'm a budget friendly Jeff Daniels. There you go. Oh, I could I, see that. I could see that. <laughs> budget friendly. <laughs> I, I, no, I totally see it. Thanks. That's, a, that's right. hilarious. Hey, so okay, so I use this. We use this uh, web based app called StarbyFace.com. Okay. okay. I pulled one of your pictures from online, Great. but uh, yeah, thirty. 30% was Jason Siegel, mm-hmm. and then 32% was Joe Pesci. <laughs> <laughs> Do I amuse you in some way? What am I, some sort of clown? <laughs> I mean, I see a little Pesci eye there. My Cousin Vinny's one of my favorite movies of all time. Oh, yeah. Man, Absolutely. that's a great show. And two youths. Two youths. Two what? Two youths. Two youths. I'm sorry, two youths. Uh, Classic. Fred Gwynn at his, you know. He's also like, he's known for that, I mean, in addition to Herman Munster. But, you know, when you get to like a a certain age and a certain point in your career, you're just like, ah, that's it. And then you're like 75 and they're like, hey, Fred Gwynn, come be the judge in this beloved classic. Okay. (laughs) It's remarkable. He played a great, it was Uh, great. He played a great uh, judge. Totally. That's one thing about the, um, you know, the entertainment industry or acting or anything like that. They always say that like actors never really get old; they just move into a different category, you know. Right. So in my life and career, I've gone from the deputy to the sheriff to the mayor to the congressman, and you just like, yeah. you just. <laughs> I think the only reason I've worked so much is because I'm very basic, like very like middle of the road, <laughs> cis white, forty something Midwest dude. And they, yeah, whatever yeah. clothes they put me in, they're like, yeah, that guy's the cop. Oh, yeah, yeah, that guy's the, you know, that guy's the funeral director. Just because I'm wearing a suit, they're like, I, I buy it. Yeah, so, hey, for sure. So what, what bit was that when you're dressed up like a woman? I seen on that uh, little highlight oh, reel. Yeah. What, what, what was that from? Because I, saw, I watched that little piece. It was funny. I didn't know what it was from. Sure, though. thanks. Yeah, so that was a, a friend of mine and a great comedian, Jamie Kaler, did a pilot. And it was called uh, Last Chance for Love. And it was, uh, the premise was that it was like a a dating site, but instead of being like the apps, you actually get uh, into the studio with someone. They take like detailed information about you, like old school, and then create a profile. So I was just, um, you know, a character called Terry. And uh, I, I had a wig and I brought some of my jewelry for my wife. And they did have a professional makeup woman there who did all the women's makeup, and she just did my makeup too. And all that stuff that you had watched was just kind of like improvised on, you know, that was just like, all right, so the scene's going to start with, uh, uh, you know, Terry, you're on the phone. And so I just did that, and I really didn't stop talking because I was trying to pitch someone, you know, the idea of... Last chance for love, and it was just yeah. So <laughs> I don't know that he ever sold it or anything ever happened to it, but that's that's the one thing about um, I think in any any endeavor, it just takes trying and trying and trying and coming up with an idea you're excited enough to give the energy to, and then keep trying. Yeah, for sure. So, is there any goals have you written down? that you haven't accomplished yet or haven't hit yet that mm-hmm. you're like, man, you may have put something down on paper. You've done a, you've done a bunch of things. Is there anything that you, 
you haven't done yet that you've been wanting to do? Man, that's a great question. You know, I would like to see the Northern Lights in Iceland or Greenland. I just think that would be so cool. You know, any anything on the anything on the professional side? The professional side. I I mean, I would like to be a regular on a. Uh, uh, well, I will say this: a regular on a show that people really like, not right. just a show that are just like what? What's this? It's uh, the ABC One Two Three show that it's not very good, and you're doing it for the money. I would like to be on something that people really connect with, and it's the reason they'd come to see me do stand up. You know, like whose line is it anyway? Whose line is a great? It's a great that's a show. Great, that's, a, that's a great show, dude. It's one of my favorites. Just so funny and so and you know, I know. Uh, uh, Wayne Brady and Jonathan Mangum and that whole crew in there, again, the best people. So if you're a fan of those shows, then you can be watch them knowing that they're class acts. Yeah. You know? But, no, yeah, professionally, I, I'm really lucky that I, I, I can't say, like, oh, gosh, if I only had, you know, it'd be fun to uh, have some kind of, like, uh, independent film career. I think that would be kind of cool. Yeah. You know, yeah. but... Outside of that, I'm very lucky in the sense that anything I think of, I do immediately. Right. Without thinking about the timing or the expense or the, you know, within reason, I can try and pull it off. And just being in that, in that atmosphere, it's more than I ever thought I would ever accomplish. Who's your uh, for being stand like your stand up? Who's one of your like who's one of your influences as far as stand up comedy like comedy goes? Sure, uh, I love George Carlin. When I was like growing up, I would like try and convince people I wrote the George Carlin jokes. <laughs> Ten years old, yeah, I made this up. You know, God here, yeah, George Carlin, uh, Brian Regan, um, you know, I really like Seinfeld too. You know, he oh, really, um, really blew up and became next level, but he became next level for a reason. I also um, grew up watching, uh, you know, sketch, a lot of uh, sketch with like the kids in the hall, Saturday Night yep. Live. Mr. Show was a big influence on me because those people would also, in addition to doing sketch comedy, they were mostly all stand ups, too. So you're like, oh, you can actually kind of in exist in, in both, both yeah. these worlds. The, the Kids in the Hall Brain Candy was my favorite movies growing up. <laughs> Dude, that show was... <laughs> I love him when he's the uh, the road crosser at the school. He's oh, like, yeah. go. The oh. cars will stop. Yeah. The cars just fly. I'm like, trying to get kids to walk in the traffic. <laughs> oh, you ever man. seen that? Probably I'm not. About to, I'm about to find that on... I'm oh, dude, it's so funny. Yeah, personally, my favorite scene of that whole movie is like, you know, uh, Scott Thompson's playing the grandmother. And like the brain candy kicks in and like it flashes to the best memory that she's ever had. But the memory she had was her family walking in one second ago. Ah. That, was <laughs> <it>. <laughs> that was it. That is really good. Oh, that's such a that was such a cult classic, oh, like dude. Un underrated movie. But th I love those guys, man. I grew up like I I watched all kind of stuff as a kid, man. And I, I love the those kids, the the kids in the hall guys. <laughs> Sketch, you know, one I, we've Dale and I have talked about this before. Mm -hmm. You know, there's so many different lines of. 
kind of what people are good at. You know, stand up is one. Sure. Uh, improv, sketch comedy, that's another one. Mm-hmm. You know, actors, that you know, that's another one. I I would find my sense of humor to be sketch and improv. Mm-hmm. I think that I would be a horrible writer of comedy. Hmm. Yeah, I, 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 we say that, and then people we've talked to that's doing it, they say, "Man, once you learn a method, though, mm-hmm. and if you could, uh, I mean, I'm, it's probably, I know it's gonna be hard to do, but there's there's ways to do it. I've heard, but mm-hmm. I don't mean you'd be good at it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'd rather just go up there and freestyle it. Yeah, right." Yeah, I always have said that, like, of all the disciplines, and I've done, you know, stand-up and improv and and sketch, sketch is the hardest only because you can't bail. Yeah, There's yeah. no bail. You're like, yeah, I think this is so funny. I bought this wig, and I'm going to be doing <laughs> this seed for four more minutes. And it's just like, improv, maybe you can bail out of there. Stand-up, you transition to another bit. When you're on stage doing a sketch that's eating it, it's just terrible. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's no bail on there's that. There's no yeah, bail. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, especially like when you realize like the first two to four lines, like, oh, you're not connected with the premise, huh? Well, let's just ride it out for another five minutes. <laughs> uh, and that becomes the... Five hours in your head? Dude, the worst. Yeah, I've had, uh, you know, so many. That's a thing. To say I've had more bombs than I can remember is an understatement, Yeah, you know? But one of my favorite quotes of all time is Bruce Lee. He says, I I never lose. I win or I learn. There you go. That's very true. Yeah. That's one way to look at it. You got to have the silver lining because if not, it would probably crush a career early if you uh, just let it defeat you you totally and also um you know if you ask any actor or any even like writer who's pitching things it's just like it's always a no like it's almost every single time no you know so if you go for 100 jobs and you get five you're like hey that's a pretty good year i got five jobs so if you can't find the joy in the process and the the grit and grind as they say in memphis um it's going to be too hard it'll hurt your heart too much to continue doing it yeah so this this uh this friday show you're doing uh that you're coming to houston for how many how many shows you have on this tour how many uh stops you have on this tour so you know for the houston show it's actually thursday Thursday, october 5th thursday october 5th and it's just going to be a one night I'm going to yeah. fly in. Um, I'm going to uh, have special guest Sean Dolan, uh, you guys, uh, friend of the show. and so He's, he's pretty funny. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's yeah. the best. So <laughs> we kind dude. of uh, just met through the comedy scene and the, and, the, and the web, you know, the internet web, and um, really hit it off. We have a lot in common. So he, he has arranged this night. I'm coming out. I'm going to, um, you know, have a great time, meet the club people meet whoever shows up and uh i already have the arrangements i'm i think i'm flying in at like three o'clock uh, i'm renting a car i'm going to drive to the club set up my gear and do the show and then drive to the airport and uh you know head wow. home oh so you're not even staying wham, the night wham bam wham bam you know it's one of those things wherein i i like being home when i can also, uh, if you can limit your, your, your time and your trip and your travel, it doesn't feel like you're on the road as much. 
Yeah, you know? that's and I just got back from this tour I did it uh, called the Top Left. So I was in uh, Montana, Idaho, Oregon, Washington, and the west coast of Canada. And so I was uh, in my car driving to these places, and I did uh, 11 venues in 14 nights. And wow. I hadn't done a tour like that in a long, long time. And every time, every time I talked to my wife on the phone, I was just like, I have never worked this hard doing comedy. I've never <laughs> yeah. because there's these other elements wherein I like have a keyboard, I have a, a screen that I set up to show the short films, I have music cues, and you couldn't just leave it set up and strike it. You just like every night it was reloading and unloading and you know, and yeah. like we were discussing earlier, if I didn't really love it and have the joy, uh, I wouldn't. You know, I, it would have been a bummer instead of one of the best experiences of my life. Uh oh, there you go. Now we got you. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Now, now, you, now you're I back. Know, I don't know what happened there. Uh, I'll, the last thing I heard you guys say is we're going to start recording now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you say if you didn't love it, enjoy the process. You were going. That's what you were going on about. Yeah. If you if you don't really like enjoy what you're doing, it's it's too hard. But I would also add that to any career, you know, if you like, if you're in real estate and you, every time you, you, you're showing a house, you're like, oh, I'm wasting my life. You're like, you are. You do, yeah. something, do something else. There's, there's plenty of stuff out there. Yeah. yeah. No, I think for anybody, they need to love what they do, but also entertain adversity as well. Yeah. Just to, you know, because that's a lot of people, they get, they're great at one thing and they get derailed yeah. by, like you were talking about, having no's. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you you can't win them all. No. And you get up, you move on, you keep going. So that's right. Yeah. Um. My my uh, catchphrase is survive in advance. There you, you just kind of you know yeah. ride it out and and keep on going. Uh, Winston Churchill has this great quote. He said, uh, "If you're going through hell, keep going." Yeah. <laughs> that's, right. that's right. That's true. I thought that was Captain Ron. <laughs> it's probably Captain Ron. Yeah. Great movie. Yeah. I'm sure Chur Churchill stole it from Captain Ron. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Did. It's Kurt Russell. Was, Churchill's you know. always been a thief. Dude, uh, totally. So so what what are some hobbies you get into besides being a comedian, actor, writer? Like what what's your what gets you going outside of that, man? Sure. You know, um I still play basketball all the time. Um still out You're there. Like Scalabrini. <laughs> <Does> <laughs> Yeah, but now I'm like the, uh, you know, uh, there used to be a basketball league here in town where it was all comedians. It was 10, 10 comics uh, teams, so we would play rec league basketball every Monday night. Uh, I still run. I'm not running as much as I used to. I'm going to wait until December uh, and start running a little bit more. But uh, And then I golf. Still like to golf, but... Uh, Always working to get just a little bit better. Yeah. We, we played golf tournament this morning, actually, me and Vaughn. Cool. Cool. Yeah, I played for, you know, like 20 years at this point, and I've always been like an 18 handicapper. You yeah. Know, there's always one shot every hole where you're just like, yeah. oh, damn it. And then yep. suddenly you're looking down, it's just like, a 99? What about that par I got four yeah. holes ago? <laughs> Yeah, you know, the best way to lower your handicap is just to cheat. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, that's, it always solves it. Yeah, it helps. That's right. Well, the one thing I say about golf is my only competition is previous versions of myself. Yeah. 
Yes, I get to. that. That's yeah. That's the beauty about golf is uh, man, you can always grind on it. And uh, I started playing at a young age. So did Vaughn. Cool. And that's one of them things where you like. I've learned so many. Like I grew up in a small town in a trailer in the country, man. But I started playing golf with some friends, mm-hmm. and that got me to where. I learned something new, learned a new sport, yeah. but then, like, man, you learn a lot of life lessons from golf, mm, uh, yeah. especially at a young age when you you don't you don't come from that world. I mean, I'm in, I'm faking it in this world versus <laughs> how I live, you know, right? Yeah. Sure. Uh, but like I said, that's carried me on through life and the stuff you've learned and you uh, how to communicate with people. And there's a lot of things that golf does for you in the positive. Yes, couldn't agree more. Even though it's a bitch sometimes. Oh, God, dude. Like. Yeah, there was like, the, I saw this like meme. It was like, you know, some like Irish guy. He's just like, he's like, golf is like life. You can get a good break off a bad shot and a bad break off a good shot. But whatever happens, you got to play the ball where it lays. Yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. That's, that's, you know. Very true. This was the, 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 the uh, die that was cast for you. Yeah. Go. I think. I think- I do think it. Robin Williams probably has the best stand up about golf oh, ever. Man. Yeah, his bit about golf is great. <laughs> Him trying to explain golf yeah. over there when they're developing it. Do this one hole? No. <laughs> 18, 18 more times. <laughs> Robin Williams. Uh, he was one of the greatest. So, who, who do you think, I mean, besides Barack Obama, who do you think's been the coolest person you've met along the way uh, in your career? Boy, um, you know, Dick Van Dyke was a real treat. Uh, Brian Cranston, Adam Sandler. Oh, uh, I like Brian Cranston. Alicia Silverstone. Yeah, Brian Cranston. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I think I'd mentioned I did an episode of uh, Malcolm, yeah. Malcolm in the Middle years ago, and we just happened to cross paths a couple times since then, but he's always been. So nice and so cool. I'm friends with his friend, uh, Javier Grajeda, who uh, actually is uh, plays the, the consigliere in Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul to oh, the Mexican nice. drug cartel. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. the ball guy. Great shows. Yeah. yeah. So, great shows. Uh, so Brian and Javier used to be roommates when they both, both first moved to Los Angeles. So I had worked with Brian before, but then I knew him more through Javier over over the years. And I mean, talk about a guy who just did great work for a long, long time. And what a great career his. that guy's had. Yeah, dude. Uh, the writing I, of that show. Was I loved Malcolm in the Middle, though. I used to watch that all the time as a kid, like mm-hmm. growing, up, like you know, through probably that was middle high school, middle year, middle school, high school years. Mm-hmm. That was a really funny show. So, what, what yeah. was your character on that? You you just did one show in that. I just did one episode. Um, I, if you if you've seen them, or if anyone's rewatching them on uh, on Netflix or what have you, the episode was called uh, Family Reunion, and uh, Christopher Lloyd played uh, uh, Hal's dad, uh, Brian Cranston's Good. dad, in the episode, and he was having a lot of issues with his dad because. Uh, he, he didn't talk about his feelings and like every time he tried to talk, he'd like make faces and like even tickle him and stuff like that. So he's he's <laughs> sleeping and he's in therapy, uh, but he's in therapy with Jesus Christ. Oh, so, yes. Yeah. So Jesus is his therapist as he's dreaming. And he's just like, you don't understand. You don't have any father issues. It's like. I'm blessed, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I did, yeah, I started to work it out, but that was me. 
I seen that on your that little clip as well. I was wondering if that was from, but mm-hmm. okay, that's that's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Yeah, <laughs> you don't have daddy issues. Yeah, yeah. But that was still that was the that was the first time I was ever on a show that I liked and and watched, you know. And it was it was very influential at the time because, you know, most of the time. It feels so far away, like, you know, you, there's a big disconnect from, like, the thing that you watch on TV and then the thing that you're trying to audition for. But that was the first time I made a transition where I was just like, oh, it's not as, it's not as far away as it seems sometimes. So it was a, a real treat to be a part of it. That ran a long time, too. Yeah, that was that was pretty good. No. Yeah, and you know yeah. that it was kind of going back to what we were talking about with the writers' strike and the uh, you know the actors' strike, you know because it was a property that had been developed years ago. Every time they aired and ran it, they needed to um, pay a usage fee. So I would get these checks in the mail for for years, and you know it, most character actors like me, you know, no one's eating caviar in the Pacific Palisades. We're just you know workaday <laughs> Joes. But, you know, you get a check from Malcolm in the middle and it's a bag of groceries, a tank of gas, you know, maybe a dinner out with the wife, you know, something yeah, yeah. that just allows you to have a quality of life that, uh, you know, yeah, from work cool. that you were a part of. Yeah. And it's cool for your resume. I mean, it's a cool, like I looked at your IMDb. So just seeing that, you've had some really cool things you've been a part of. So Thank you, Dale. I really appreciate that, dude. Yeah, uh, yeah, I man. Hey, your your career, like I said, it's. I, I'm excited. I wanted. I did. I definitely want to get your book. Uh, Seems like you've had a really fun career, which you know you have so much more ahead of you to really. You never know what's going to come about, man. That's what's fun about it. It's so true. Thanks, Dale and Vaughn. Yeah, and you know one of my favorite quotes is uh, uh, Ralph Waldo Emerson. He said, "Tomorrow is promised to no man." And people right. think they're going to wait until next weekend. I'm going to go do that thing when I retire. I'm going to go do that. I'm going to, you know, but like, grab it, do it, let her rip. I thought that was Captain Ron. That said it was that. Captain yep. Ron again. <laughs> Ralph Waldo Emerson stealing from Captain Ron. Hit, hit, hit him with a callback. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> uh, and not to be this guy, but um, I've seen Kurt Russell uh, walking around my neighborhood a couple of times. Yeah. And it's oh, he's one of those dudes where it's just you look at him and just like there's no one that's like, hey, that guy looks like Kurt Russell. It's just like yeah. oh no no. That's Kurt Russell. That's yeah. Kurt Russell. <laughs> a million percent. Does he have no shirt on with a tool belt? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> you know it. I wish he would. <laughs> All right. So, overboard part two. So you got a, the, the book coming out October second. I'm gonna, uh, man. I'm, I'm following you, man. Anything that you have coming up promoting, I'll definitely share it on my stuff. Yeah. Thank on the podcast, you, Dale. Just where, like I said, we're we're friends now. I hope to get to your show. Uh, I'd love to meet you in person, shake your hand, and uh, consider yourself a friend now. I'm glad you've been a part of this. This is awesome, man. Thank you, brother. And if there's any way I can be of service to you and yours, I'm always around. Absolutely. Yeah. So okay. So October 5th, the Riot Club. Right, Comedy Club in mm-hmm. Houston. Mm-hmm. Your show, what time does it start? I believe that's 7.30. I would encourage anyone who's interested or anyone who just wants to get to know me better, uh, you can hit up mattknutson.com, M-A-T-T-K-N-U-D-S-E-N. Or my link tree has links to, uh, has ticket links, has all my albums, my YouTube channel, all the stuff. I kind of slept okay. on that for a long time because I didn't really care 
Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna yeah. lie. I, I was like, <laughs> I was sleeping because like, yeah, hey, whatever. But yeah. I, I just started to care nine months ago. Okay. There you go. <laughs> so. There you go. <laughs> well, we'll uh, we'll share it out, man. Like I said, we'll get this episode out. We're gonna, uh, I'll be doing some promoting on my personal and on the podcast page. Thank and, you, uh, Dale. Any of our friends in the Houston greater, because like I said, a lot of people we share stuff with. Uh, we have a lot of listeners in the greater Houston area where we're a part of. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm hoping we can make it there, and we'll encourage people to go. And if they want to meet us there as well, we'll be there. That'd be pretty cool uh, just to kind of help drive some people there for you. That would be awesome. Thank you so much. And uh, one thing I can say, anyone who ever comes to my show and doesn't have a good time, I will literally give you your money back. Oh, really? Okay. Money back guarantee. Write that down. I've never, (laughs) I've said that for a long time, and, um, you know, no one's ever taken me up on it, mostly because they're ashamed to. You know, but, and then, you know, and then they have a good time too. But hopefully I get free tickets and then I complain. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, we're going to slip you a 20 for some coffee after. Great. That's all I ask. So, We're gonna, when you say a joke, Vaughn's going to stand up and say, that was a Captain Ron joke. Yeah, <laughs> Captain Ron said that. <laughs> one time Simpsons I was, did it. Yeah, one time I, I was in a, a, a show and I heard someone just do this. You felt bad. Oh, Imagine man. being that person. Dude, yeah. that, that's the most <laughs> miserable person I've ever known in my life. You know, I'll never do that to you. I can't whistle. (laughs) 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 No, thank you very much for coming on. I appreciate it. I've had I've had a blast. It's an honor for you to be on here. Thank you, guys. I really uh, uh, it was fun, and um, I can't wait to see Houston sooner than later. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Mr. Matt Knutson, uh, I'm glad we pronounced your name properly. And uh, we were definitely fans of yours going forward, and we'll be watching your career, man. We, we're excited that you uh, came on the Dale and Idell podcast. Uh, hope you enjoyed it, man. Dale Vaughn, I had a blast. Absolutely. Right. Thank you. Well, we'll be in touch, man. Okay, peace. Thanks. Thank Have you. A good Bye. One. Bye.